Coming to you from THAFF Media Studio. You are listening to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast. With your hosts, Pickle and Blackburn. Welcome back to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts. I'm Pickle and with me as always, Blackburn. What up? We've got uh, some news and notes like normal to get you guys uh, started on your uh, week of uh, fantasy football lineup setting and whatnot. And then we're, we'll get into the Thursday night game, which is going to be uh, Steelers-Browns. Uh, it should be a good divisional game. Um, two good def- – well, one good defense and one good uh, above average offense. How about that? Does that sound about right? I mean, it's a I mean, divisional both game. both good so defenses, but, yeah it's, yeah, it's a divisional game. I don't know. I think there's. I think there could be a lot of fantasy points here tonight. I'm. I'm hoping Mitch Trubisky actually uh, gets the opportunity to throw the ball and uh, they open up the playbook a little bit and let him kind of go. But we'll see. Um. All right. Um. Anything before we get into the the uh, the news and notes for this week? No. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's go <laughs> ahead and get into the fantasy news and notes. Fantasy news notes. All right, fantasy news and notes. As always, like we said, make sure you download the free app Sleeper. Um, it's the app to have. Say up to date on news is where we're getting all of our news from, and I mean, obviously, um, it keeps you notified as there's new news that's uh, fantasy relevant uh, as it's happening. So, and it's very uh, helpful, especially on Sundays when you're watching games and maybe you're not watching every game at the same time, and you get a quick notification that so and so is injured or so and so went to the tent or whatever, and then you can quickly go to your waivers on your on your fantasy app and pick up said backup if you have to type things. So, um, all right. The first news out the gate, as if you haven't already heard, uh, Mike Evans is officially suspended one game for hitting uh, Marshawn Lynch, not Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. I don't think hitting Lynch would be a good idea. No, Beast Mode might take him out. But um, so the Saints cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, who he's had uh, previous run-ins with in the years past. Um, Apparently Evans uh, came to the aid of Tom Brady, who got into a, Verbal altercation, if you want to call it that, and just trash talking back and forth between him and Matt Lattimore. Evans came out of nowhere with the uh, shove, and it just went from there. So uh, he's officially done for this week against Green Bay. Um, Not good knowing that Godwin's out. uh, And and Julio's probably going to run. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. You've got the three starting wide receivers likely all gone for the week. So um, Russell Gage may be your uh, play of the week. Just saying. Him uh, now. They did sign Scotty right? Miller back, but I mean, I don't. Did Cole Beasley get signed in there too? Uh, I think they were looking at him. I don't know if they signed him or not. Okay, because there was talks of him coming in. Which if he gets signed to Green to uh, Tampa Bay, my goodness, that could be quite helpful for Tom Brady right out the gate. So sure, but I do I do believe that it's going to be uh, Brashad Perriman or uh, Russell Gage will probably be your likely one and two starting wide receivers. So. Um, all right. So then as we all saw, um, or heard Taylor Lewan, the left tackle for, uh, Tennessee likely done for the year, um, yep. which does not help somebody like a Tannehill for his blind side or the run game. Cause that guy is the offensive line anchor and, uh, motivator for, uh, Tennessee. So, um, 
I, I would not be surprised if uh, the Malik uh, Will Willis uh, experience starts sooner than later, because uh, I just think that Tannehill is just going to struggle more and more. They don't have any weapon threats for him. I know they have Traylon Burke and all that, but I'm just telling Robert you, Woods. The, but yeah, the offense is not scary. The offense no. is not threatening anybody, and their defense can't stop anybody at this point no. for whatever reason. I'm, now, so I mean, Derrick Henry's gotten off to a slow start. I mean, they're just stacking the box and. Darren Tannehill to beat him, and it's not happening. Right. And I just, unfortunately, I just think that this is going to turn into a quick rebuild year for the Titans, unfortunately. Sorry if you're a Titans fan, but I'm just telling you, it, it's trending. Uh, in the next week or two, you're going to find out very quickly if your team's rebuilding or not. Just telling. I'm just saying it looks like it's trending that way with the injury of Lawan, the inefficiency of the offense, the defense can't stop anybody. As you said, everybody's literally just stacking the box and trying to make Tannehill win against them and it's it's going in the, the the opposing team's favor so far so yep um james connor uh he did practice uh wednesday and he's considered day-to-day i would keep that uh eye on that very much uh, as the week progresses um since he did not uh, return last week after being injured um just just do yourself a favor and, and keep an eye on that situation uh and what potentially could be um he could start he could be uh a snap count, count kind of situation yeah i mean and or he could be out so we'll see how that goes um but in positive news um after uh taking off wednesday for a rest day um deandre swift was back in practice today um a full participant ready to go which is a good sign for uh everybody who has deandre swift sounds like they're probably going to do that majority of the year they're going to give him a day or two off a veteran or whatever major day type thing so he's a monster uh, he is and he's he i know that jamal williams is there and jamal williams is only as good as um DeAndre Swift uh being out. I'll just say that. I mean he well, yeah. if DeAndre he's, Swift is in there, it's not Jamal Williams backfield. No, he's gonna vulture a touchdown or two here and there, but for the most part, it's DeAndre Swift catching out of the backfield and it's his show. Right. So that's good news on that front. Uh other good news, Michael Pittman um back at practice, full participant, which is a good sign for the weekend for him. Um, so there's that. Um as we're talking, it says Christian McCaffrey has been added to the injury report with an ankle injury, and he was limited in practice today. Shocker! Right, keep that keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> now it does say that Zach Wilson's in position to in quote start for Week Four, so next week, um, I I would still temper expectations for him coming back yeah. Week Four. Um, we'll see, but Flacco didn't play bad last week. The same, no. and as long as he plays well, kind of in the same situation as Cooper Rush, I think that makes them be able to let that quarterback injury heal another week or two. It just kind of pushes the the rushing him back uh, a little bit, e- not as quickly needing to get him back. But right. we'll see. They do play the Bengals this weekend, so we'll see how the Jets do um, this offense. I mean, I like man, Garrett Wilson. I, oh, I love Garrett Wilson, and I mean. He threw three straight slants on that last uh, drive, too. I mean, it was all to Wilson. I mean, and Wilson's the mm-hmm. offense right now. I mean, he is the the big uh, the big down the field and the big play guy. So, um, let's see here. Jerry Judy was absent from practice Wednesday. We have not heard if he's going to be back uh, this week for practice or what's going on as he left last week's game. 
Um, Gabe, uh, Gabriel Davis dealing with that ankle injury that missed last week is practicing, uh, doing limited work, but it seems to be, he's training correct at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Trey Lance, if you hadn't, uh, heard broke his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. He, he gone. You're right. He's gone for the season. Um, it definitely reminded me a lot of the Dak Prescott type injury. However, Dak Prescott knew that his ankle was broke, where if you watch the video, Trey Lance did not. He tried to get up. He stood up, yeah. He tried to stand up, and then he looked, and he's like, and all of his teammates are like, no, you need to get back down on the ground. Just sit back down. Yeah. It's okay. So, But you know what? I know I might get a lot of hate for this, but I think that's, you know, I, I mean, I feel for Trey Lance, don't get me wrong, and I hope he's you know recovers well and all that, but it's a blessing in disguise for this team. And especially if you got George Kittles and if you got Debo Samuels, you want Jimmy G as the quarterback. I'm sorry. It's just he's the better quarterback, in my opinion. Well, I the way I felt like it was they kind of based on the fact that they drafted Trey Lance early, as they did, I felt like their hand was kind of forced. Well, I think they were pressured into – yeah, exactly. Right. So, I mean, because you literally just came off an NFC championship style. I mean, you it was – you just – you once again, Jimmy G got you far enough in the playoffs to make you a, a, a potential Super Bowl champion. I mean, he didn't just go – I mean, get you to a playoff game. He won you one. Actually, he won you two. So I'm just saying there, there's that's the situation. And I think Jimmy G is a veteran guy, and you've got him for one more year. He restructured right. everything. So, I mean, as much as I, I hate to see that this is the way that Trey Lance had to be benched, essentially, or taken out of the starting quarterback position, I agree with you in the context of him not being the quarterback and Jimmy G being the quarterback one more year, that I think this is this is a good situation for the, for the 49ers offense as a whole. Um, yeah. And I think as a team... Um, overall camaraderie. I think that these guys can get on board, and they are on board with Jimmy G more so than they are with Trey Lance sure. at this point. And it's Absolutely. nothing against Trey Lance. He's just no. got to build that rapport. And let's be honest, it's hard. It's one thing when you've got a struggling quarterback, veteran quarterback, who's been the starter the last couple of years, and you've got a rookie coming in, versus a guy who has literally taken you to several NFC, taking you to an NFC Championship, and taking you. Uh, far enough in the playoffs several years as he's been the starter and done very well overall for you to then be benched to, for a essentially a, a, a second year player. Right. So, well, I think I think the Niners knew all along that you know they might they might had to insert Jimmy G at some point into this season. They had several trade offers for Jimmy G and they kept him around for a reason. So, luckily for them that they did. Right, because if not, we'd be talking about a uh-oh situation for a lot of the fantasy-relevant players in that 49ers offense. So You'd probably be calling Sam Darnold to come over there or something. Who knows? Right. Same. Um, all right, Justin Herbert, as you saw last week, got hurt uh, with a rib injury. Now it says he is day-to-day, uh, was limited yesterday in practice on Wednesday. Um, but from my understanding, they're saying he said he's good to go. He's going to give it a go and play. So – I think it comes down to a pain tolerance that are probably going to sure. give him some sort of um, shot or numbing agent yep. of some sort, uh, pain reliever, extra padding. extra padding on the ribs, and they're going to say, "Here you go," and it's up to you. You tell us when you can't if you can't go anymore, pain tolerance wise. So we'll see how it works out for him. But I mean, if he's in the lineup, all the all the Charger offensive players are fantasy relevant. So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I don't hesitate unless there's some sort of setback for him. Um, between now and the weekend's games, I, I just don't, I, I would 
fire up every one of those guys. So, um, now Lamar Jackson apparently is dealing with some sort of soreness. Uh, doesn't really go into too much detail, but says that he's no concern for for to sit out Sunday. So we'll move on yeah. past that. Um, Keenan Allen is back at practice uh, in individual drills as well as uh, limited work. So that's good for him. He's trending in the right direction. Uh, Alvin Kamara dealing with rib injury has practiced uh, Wednesday, which after missing last week. So just saying he is training back in the right direction to practice or to play uh, this weekend. So um, now Hunter Renfro, after uh, fumbling the ball twice last week in a game, uh, is dealing with concussion like symptoms um, and was not has not been seen yet <laughs> out in practice. So, yeah, that's... I don't know if that's Josh McDaniels uh, setting him aside for and taking some uh, mental break uh, for right. the performance that he put out there. But you cost us the game. <laughs> yeah well literally did li- li- well yeah you fumble the ball and over time it does kind of do that so um now um kittle get it gets into limited practice dealing with the groin injury that we've seen um so he is training in the right direction to play this week which is just good and great timing for jimmy g to be the quarterback uh Debo samuel and all those guys uh jeff wilson uh, gonna play again. Had a great performance last week. Um, I do tell you though, um, they did activate Marlon Mack to the active I was roster. Say, yeah, our boy so got promoted to the roster. He'll likely be the backup guy because uh, they're one injury away from literally having no running starting running back. So, well, they signed Tevin Coleman too to the practice squad, so he's next in line. I would say they're they're just continuing to backlog these running backs, saying okay, just in case you may be right. starting next week, just so you know. Um, let's say J.K. Dobbins finally gets in a full practice, um, content consistently, um, dealing with the knee injury from last year. Um, so he is sending, sends like he's going to be not a game time decision and likely playing. So that's a good situation. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, to see. um, as we said, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, uh, not practicing, um, as of right now. So that's something to keep an eye on more so for Julio. Cause we're not expecting Chris Godwin to play this week, but, no Mike Evans, for sure no Mike Evans, for sure no Chris Godwin. Uh, probably 50-50 on Julio Jones, so we'll have to see how that goes. But um, And then let's see here. Uh, Rondell Moore logs another, did not practice today, so he's probably likely out. Um, now, this one's an interesting. Mike McCarthy has hinted several times over the last several days that Michael Gallup may return this week. Um, against the Giants and Monday Night Football, which would be helpful. However, absolutely. However, I will tell you though, I, I, if you have a spot that you can flex in and out weekly as to who you think is going to be okay, like, and you could swap them out, we'll call him your extra player. Noah Brown is definitely right now a f- hot commodity because him and Cooper Rush have that kind of that 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 I don't want to call him like BFF kind of relationship, but. They practice. No, but they worked on the same scout team. Yeah, they practice on the same team and practice, so they got they got a good chemistry. Right, and I mean, Ceedee Lamb's going to get his, but Michael with Michael Gallup coming back, that's only going to make that offense that much better. Um, I just, I, I just think that I wouldn't rush Michael Gallup at this point. There's no real need to rush him unless you really had to. So, but that's just my personal opinion. So, right. 
Um, and then Lazard and Watkins both uh, did not practice uh, today, but it sounds like it's more so for rehab and health purposes to keep them healthy for the weekend to get them, make sure they're good to go and not extra practicing for no reason. Um, since they're both kind of coming off of injuries, uh, early on, in, uh, the preseason. So, um, but like we said, Gabriel Davis, hundred percent confident. He's good to go. He said it today, apparently update wise, he's good to go, which is great for Buffalo's offense. So, I mean, they didn't miss him anyway. No, you know, no offense. They didn't. They, they didn't. But it, <laughs> with him out there, it does help uh, some of these other guys be even more uh, free, if you want to call it that. So, right. But anyways, um, so let anything else before we head into the Thursday night primer stuff? Mm-mm, let's roll. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the next uh, segment today, the Thursday night primer. This is not a test. This is the Thursday Night Primer. All right, Thursday Night Primer. We have got, it is the Steelers, Browns. I want to make sure I give you guys the correct. It is in Cleveland. Yes. Um, Home game there for the Browns, which is good for them. Um it's going to be a great game tonight. I'm excited for fantasy purposes. I agree with you, Blackbird. I think that although if I had to pick one of the defenses, I'm picking the Steelers defense to be the better of the two uh, for fantasy True. purposes wise. I think yes. they're a more aggressive and they're better at every level. Uh, like, I mean, they've got good pass rushing. They've got a good off defensive line. They've got good linebackers. They've got Minka Fitzpatrick back there. So, I mean, nothing against Denzel Ward, nothing against uh, Miles Garrett, but it doesn't sound like Jadavian Clowney's playing, so that's just one last guy that they've got to try to cover on the edge rush. I know Garrett Watts not playing for Pittsburgh. No, but Garrett, I mean, Garrett was in, he was banged up too. He just came back to practice yesterday, so he, he might right. not even be 100% either. Right, uh, but that, that, that grown man uh, at 50% is probably uh, about 75% better than most of the pass rushers in this league. True, so. true, true that. He's a monster. <laughs> He's a freight train. He's a freight train. <laughs> You've ever seen him uh, stand flat-footed and play basketball and dunk a ball. So I'm just saying he's a, mm-hmm. he's just an athlete in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But, yeah, so we're in Cleveland. It's a divisional game. They both need a win tonight, um, both coming off of bad losses, uh, close bad losses, mind you. Uh, right. Cleveland giving up the last minute nine and lost to the Jets. Um, and then on the flip side, the Patriots beat in a close game the Steelers um, in Which a hard crazy. battle. But the offense for the Steelers, I feel like, is kind of just sputtering. It's not really going consistently. It's bisky. It well, from my understanding... There have been talks behind closed doors that's kind of come out um, that the Steelers' offensive coordinator um, is not really allowing him to audible at the line and giving him that uh, ability to see when he sees something, and they're just telling him to basically what play is called, you you call it, you hike, you move on. So uh, if that's the case, is uh, that's concerning to me that they either A, don't trust Trubisky, or the OC is just too overly confident in his ability which we all see is not uh, great at the moment. I mean, it also this it's also starting to come to light to me that maybe Big Ben wasn't the issue in this offense. Because I mean, I this mean, offense really is pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, so I agree. 
I'm just saying, if you take if you take a uh, apple out of the equation and you put an orange in, and it's still not good, it's not the apple or the orange's fault. Just saying. Yeah. So that that to me is the biggest issue. It, it, if the OC is truly doing what it sounds like he's doing, which is not allowing Trubisky to change plays, flip plays, audible, if he sees something in the defense, you're telling me you're either A, not confident in him, or you're overly confident in your play calling ability. It's one or the other. So right. either way, I just feel like they got to be able to let this guy get open and, or, and be able to have an open playbook situation. Because if you're if – you're, if you're handcuffing him or if you're restricting him from doing something and you're te- you're just not going to allow your offense to have a potential to, to flourish, essentially, you've got good offensive weapons. You've got Najee. You've got Fryermuth, You've got Deontay Johnson. You've got Claypool. Even the rookie Pickens. You've got offensive weapons. Let him use yeah. it. If he sucks, then he sucks. And go get Kenny Pickett. Right. I don't I think that's what Tom, Tomlin said. Tomlin said. Well, Tomlin said they wanted Pickett to sit this whole year, and, and I understand that, but I agree with you. If you're going to let Bisky go out there and play, then let him off the leash. Let him play. See what you got in him at least. I mean, I mean, he's got playmaking abilities with his feet, so he can move yeah. the pocket and scramble. He does have an arm. I mean, he's got the ability to throw the ball, so why not give him the opportunity? If he goes out there and throws three or four picks, then pull him. And then right. say, all right, well, this is why we were doing what we were doing. And nobody in here and anybody who watches any NFL games or whatever would question you. If he goes out and throws three picks, sure, then we're going to say, okay, so this is why they were restricting Trubisky from having a free reign at the playbook. Okay, well, now yep. we understand. Go right. get Kenny Pickett in, and then we'll just go from there. I mean, but right. you've got a good enough defense. You've got so many offensive weapons. And you're not doing much. That's what I can't understand. Well, the run game's not getting going as, as well as everybody thought. Um, yeah, and you're right. There, I mean, there's no bit really big explosive plays down the field. They're just dinking and dunking and letting relying on their defense is essentially what's going on. All right. So we'll see how it goes. But all right, from a fantasy standpoint, <sighs> quarterback wise. No I was say, you're not playing Jacoby. You're not playing Trubisky tonight. No. There's better uh, options. You're playing all three of the running backs in this game, though. Najee, yes. Chubb, and Hunt. Chubb and Hunt, yes. Yes. Wide receiver-wise, you're playing Deontay Johnson for sure. Yes. Um, uh, I think you could find better options than Claypool and Pickens, um, I but I you. would play Amari Cooper. Uh, I was going to say, Amari Cooper is a solid play for me for sure this week. Um, that guy's a top, we'll say, I'd say 12. he's top 15. I was going to say yeah. for sure top 15 comfortably. Um, I, I put him and Deontay Johnson probably in that top 13 to 15 range just because I think the offenses are going to rely more on the run game than sure. they are the passing. But I think they're going to get enough opportunities from receptions, maybe even a touchdown and plenty of yardage. So. We'll see how that goes, but I agree with you. I think Amari Cooper is safe enough now. You saw Brissett got him in uh, into the into a rhythm with him last week, so I think we'll be okay in that sense. Um, tight end wise, you're playing Fryermuth. I mean, you can't. Fryermuth, yeah, he's a um, must start. He's definitely must start rest of the season. Even with the inability of the offense, he still seems to be fantasy relevant. So well, that's Bisky's. That he's got that short to intermediate. You know, that's brisk. That's Bisky's breadbasket. Right. As of right now. Uh, and then on the flip side, I, I don't feel safe with David Njoku um, from a tight end spot. So, no. 
Sorry, I uh, just don't. Um, defensively, I would for sure play the, the Steelers' defense. Um, I don't yeah. mind you playing the Browns' defense. They're not going to be awful. Uh, I think there may be some sacks and turnovers potentially, but I am I do see them being the more – how do I put this? I think I see both teams giving up points tonight. I just think that the turnover margin is going to be in favor of the Steelers' defense over the Browns' defense. But that's just – I me. agree. No, I agree. So where, I mean, the Browns could get you five or six fantasy points. I think the Steelers could get you close to double digits, maybe. Just Twelve, depends. yeah. So, uh, and then kicker-wise, I have no problem playing either one of the kickers because I think they're both going to get an opportunity. I know it's in Cleveland. It's an outdoor game. But for whatever reason, Thursday night games, kickers seem to do well. I mean, it's it's proven fantasy-wise that more often than not, they're doing quite well fantasy point-wise. So, um, and both of these offense have the ability to get the down the field and potentially sputter in the red zone and have to kick a field goal, get you more points. So I would pick uh just drew a blank on the Pittsburgh. Steelers kicker. Uh oh. Boswell. I just drew a blank Boswell. Uh I, I think Boswell is the better of the two and more consistent, but I don't have a problem because Cade York has proven that he can kick big field goals if he has to. True. Yeah. So you just can't kick extra points, but we won't talk about that. Mm. Um, but anyways, um, so ultimately in this one, who are you picking to win? You're going to go with the home team or are you going to go with the road team? I w- I'll go. F- I can go first if it makes you feel any better. I, I already know who I'm picking. I'm picking the Steelers to win this one. I, I think it's a 24, maybe 17, 21, was- something. I, I don't think I don't need a big. I don't. I think it's going to be a close enough game, but I think that they'll probably get. I think the Steelers will do twenty four points, and that might be come off a pick six or a fumble yeah. recovery for six. Um, but I do think Trubisky does enough offensively with that, and I think Najee gets a touchdown tonight. So yeah, I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. I think uh, I like the run game and I like the passing yards to hunt in this game, but I don't think it's going to be enough. That defense is tough. And uh, I don't think Brissett has enough to get it done against Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh 21 to 17. All right. I was going to say mine was 24 17 for in Pittsburgh's favor. I think there's enough of a gap. So, but yeah. All right. That's all we got for today's episode. Make sure you turn in for the Thursday night game. Hopefully you've got prime uh, video because if you don't, you're kind of out of luck, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But... Might as well go get it. Right. I mean, it's it's worth it in the long run. So, um, but also make sure you tune into the weekend games, but um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on Twitter, uh, our personal accounts. I'm at J Pickle, T-H-8-F-F, Blackburn's at J Blackburn, T-H-8-F-F, um, and then the podcast is at the Hateful 8-F-F. So um, just make sure that you uh, tune in uh, for the weekend episode as well. Um, you can find us Anytime you guys want to, if you have a question on social media, just go ahead and send us uh, questions, put it out there. You can tag us or you can DM the the podcast or one of us. Uh, we'll gladly answer them. So we get plenty of them throughout the week and whatnot. So absolutely, we have no problem doing that. So, all right. We will talk to you guys uh, for the weekend. Episode.